Welcome to Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. Hello and welcome back to episode 27. This week I chat to Rhiannon from Lux VA. Rhiannon is a virtual assistant and she explains what a VA is uh, and how a VA can help your business. Uh, and we chat about the struggles of being a mother whilst building your own business, but also about the flexibility that being self-employed um, gives. Let's jump straight in. Hi, how's it going? It's good. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this. <laughs> Thank you. I want to kick things off with with um, asking you quite a big question. Um, sure. What is your one proud moment in your career so far? Um, I guess my career at the moment in my newfound career, because um, I launched my business only last year, my proudest moment would have to be recently I was um, shortlisted for the Newcomer VA of the Year 2019 oh, yeah. um, awards at the uh, UK VA Awards. I had no idea previously that such a thing existed, but yeah, I was shortlisted for um, an award and that was kind of really proud I'm so early in my kind of journey in this so to be recognized by my peers um you know was a, a great kind of confidence boost and has really kind of spurred me on and let me know that I'm doing okay yeah that's amazing congratulations that's a huge achievement thank you I actually missed out on winning the award but honestly the shortlisting alone ha- was enough for me like that was just real kind of confidence for me so um yeah yeah and it shows you that it, things like that can be done as well because I think sometimes these awards feel so distant um if you're not even aware of them sometimes it kind of feels like oh what is this thing but actually yeah they're very um achievable if you um kind of look into it and put yourself forward and stuff for sure yeah I guess because I've always been employed and you kind of always have your um your annual reviews and you're constantly kind of being told that you're doing a good job but when you work for yourself it's only it's only you so um it's nice to be kind of recognized yeah 100 percent. there's no one telling you oh you've done good today <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do now okay so i'm rhiannon as you mentioned i'm 32 years old and i'm a single mother to an almost three-year-old boy um i'm a former expat um, as I'd lived in the Middle East up until quite recently for just under about four years. And that's where my son was born, actually. Um, I moved back to the UK last year in, in around the summertime. Um, and I'm now based in a very quaint little village in Surrey, um, which I love. It's so different, but I love it. And um, I, yeah, I launched my virtual assistant business not long after moving back into the UK. Um, it had kind of always been an ambition of mine to to launch. It had been on the cards for a while, so I'd say since my son was about six months old, so back in 2016, um, which was when I decided I wasn't going to go back to work in my kind of previous capacity, um, which was an office manager at a law firm at the time. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's me and that's what I'm doing now. Mm, amazing. So it must be quite um a change uh, in an environment I guess when you've moved back to well you've moved to kind of Surrey to a small village what's mm. what's that like it's nice it's re- I'm very close to family now which makes such a difference mm. I loved being abroad I love my life um in the Middle East but it does make a difference when you've got when you've got children being close to family makes a difference for sure um it's yeah it's different but I loved I love both both of the lives I've had so yeah Mm, that's great and so uh tell us a little bit about your career before um 
before starting your own business what so what what that what did that look like sure so before I was in the corporate world I'd always I basically graduated possibly at the worst time possible in the middle of the financial crash in 2008-9 I studied for a business management degree and the kind of the thing was at the time was just get a job any job because so many places had put freeze on um, recruitment it was just trying to get whatever you could um, which is what I did and I managed I actually worked at Harrods I worked in the um, in the head office at Harrods for quite a few years um, which was where I kind of got started and I kind of fell into this role of being a PA it suited it suited um, what I was good at and yeah it kind of went from there and I kind of stayed in the corporate world moved into banking and finance and finally um, a law firm um, which was where I, I was working before I had my son so I'd always been an employee and throughout those years, did you ever think that you wanted to set up your own business or is that a fairly recent kind of thing? Yeah, no, it hadn't really crossed my mind, to be honest. I don't think I, I didn't really have anyone I was surrounded by um, who had their own business. I had I, everyone, every, everyone I knew and everyone I had surrounded myself with kind of always worked for big companies. So it wasn't really on my radar. But when I had my son, it definitely kind of um appealed to me more to to kind of look into working for myself and I'm so glad I did yeah and what's that transition been like because it's quite a jump I think going from that very corporate world where you have set hours and you know exactly what you're doing to all of a sudden having to kind of organize your day by yourself yeah it's it's tough at times and it has been a transition um there are days where I think Oh, I'm not. I'm not doing this. To, I'm not doing well today. I'm not nailing this freelance life at the moment. But, um, but I think everyone kind of has days like that. But it's it's good. It's kind of freeing. It's nice, and uh, I, everything is on my terms now, which I quite like. Um, you know, I don't. I I report into myself basically. So, if, if, and if there's something I don't want to do, then I won't be doing it. Yeah. No. That's that's the beauty of being kind of self-employed. But I suppose. It's massively beneficial as well as you have a young son to to be able to fit that work around his kind of nursery or whatever it might be. Oh, absolutely. And that was definitely kind of the main driver for me. I really enjoyed my work and I, I loved working. I'd never not worked. Um, but when I had my son, just having not having the flexibility um, to, to, to what I wanted to achieve and have the mother I kind of wanted to be... Um, really bothered me and actually where I was living at the time although I obviously chose to become a business owner and work for myself I feel like the the choice was kind of made for me in the because where I was living um the maternity and women's rights out there were just not the best so Mm. um standard maternity leave was 50 calendar days so that includes your weekends um which equates to around just under seven weeks and that just isn't enough as far as I'm concerned. It's, wow. it's not It's not doable. Um, people do do it, of course. If you have to, you do do it. But um, it just wasn't a, wasn't what I wanted for my family and myself. So I kind of felt like my, my hand was forced. I, I actually worked for a company where they're a bit more generous and they gave me three months maternity leave. Um, but even so, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit for me. It wasn't what I wanted. So, um, and at the time I was obviously married and we, we had the ability for me to not work and kind of take a little time out so I could um, raise my baby and yeah, do those mum things. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. And obviously it's a massive privilege to be able to take that time off because 
even when you're employed actually some companies only give you here in the uk the kind of statutory right um statutory maternity so that's i think after a couple of months that goes down to about 500 pounds a month or something doesn't it yeah it's just not it's just not supporting women in kind of staying in in the workforce it's just kind of really pulling you in both directions yeah in different directions yeah and then obviously you've got the childcare costs as well associated so if you did want to continue working um then actually you've got to then find however much money for for nursery costs and that's huge as well so it it, it, like you say it it doesn't really it just doesn't work it just doesn't add up to me it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense and um but yeah that was the that was the driving force around kind of wanting to still work because I love working um but kind of being able to do it on my terms and being flexible around around my son so yeah I'm 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 the sole kind of care provider so you know things if when he is at nursery if he's got a fever it's on me you know I you know I, I used to work in the city to to now get back to where we live in Surrey um you know it's an hour's journey either way and then obviously you know it's it's just tough people people make people that do it I've got the utmost respect for because it's hard it's hard work yeah absolutely absolutely um so tell us a little bit about um what is a virtual assistant I think some people perhaps aren't familiar with the term of a VA so sure what kind of stuff can you help with um so I guess in the broad sense a virtual assistant is basically someone who remotely supports your business in some capacity um normally you kind of either get them on a pay-as-you-go or retainer basis where you're you kind of buy time if that makes sense so you're buying 20 hours a month of a virtual assistant's time or um if you're if you if you need help with a one-off project you would kind of get a, a virtual assistant on board or a VA on board just for for that time period and you pay for the time that you've used effectively um I guess VAs come in like a variety of forms so there's no kind of one rule fits all that VAs are t- can be totally different some are very techy and can build sales funnels and landing pages and you know, run email marketing campaigns, whereas others are more traditional and offer, you know, minute taking services and audio typing and, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, you can get very niche VAs and you can get very generalist VAs. And I definitely put myself in the more of a generalist VA where I can assist in a variety of tasks. Um, yeah, so we kind of offer, VAs offer different services, but I guess the premise is how I kind of describe it to people who are unfamiliar with the term is almost like a freelance personal assistant effectively um, who can kind of come in and help your business in whatever way you kind of need. I'm a qualified bookkeeper as well. So that's kind of one of the services that um, I offer to clients. I know bookkeeping isn't everyone's favorite thing to do. (laughs) No, it's definitely not. I think it's one of the things that people often struggle with when they get self-employed. It's one of the things that they've never had to deal with sure um, from having gone you know from from being an employee to all of a sudden having to t- look after all of that I think some people just completely switch off yeah. like what do I do <laughs> absolutely but and also kind of having that when you when you are self-employed having that um being able to bounce ideas off of someone when you're in an office and you're with a team you know you can do that you can have conversations and kind of get ideas but when you are self-employed and normally when you work by yourself you don't have that so a VA is great to kind of also have as like a, a right hand person to yeah bounce ideas off of and um get some advice and that kind of thing yeah no you make a really good point actually because 
so often I just sit here at the desk on my own and and obviously you can reach out to a couple of friends that you know because obviously as you build a business you tend to kind of make business friends um sure and I'd you know I'd really kind of I think that's a really important part um as you work for yourself because you you need support around you but you're very right in saying that a lot of the time you just have no one to actually speak to um to even just exchange a couple of ideas or um yeah just ask for that support so yeah no that's it's really helpful what would you say are the most common things that people struggle with um when they're self-employed um i guess everyone struggles with it whether you're self-employed or not is time time is something that no one has the ability to make more of and knowing how to best use your time when you work for yourself can be sometimes difficult to navigate I'm guilty of it too you know I tend to find that people get stuck on working in the business rather than on the business and therefore they're not able to necessarily grow it how they would like to or at the pace they would like to because you kind of get stuck in the nitty-gritty in the day-to-day and the admin side of things Whereas if you can kind of outsource some of those things, then that gives you that frees up your time so you can focus on the things that are going to grow your business and and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, the day to day stuff can really bog people down. So I I get um, people who have real problems with trying to, like, manage their inboxes and their diaries um, because it takes time, you know, you know, fixing meetings and Obviously, you can automate a lot of these things, but, um, you know, going backwards and forwards with clients can be a bit time consuming. You, you know, you want to be out there getting the business rather than kind of faffing about with, um, you know, expenses and that kind of stuff. Um, I guess for some people as well, like social media, it's like a necessary in the world we live in now for so many businesses. It's like your storefront effectively, especially if you're offering a service and not as opposed to a product. Um, but for some, it can be an afterthought and some people don't feel confident in that. So maybe have it you know, outsourcing aspects of your social media management um, can be a good way of kind of getting things in, in line. And like I mentioned before, kind of finances and bookkeeping aren't, def- aren't always people's favorite aspects of running a business, but it does need to get done. Um, so yeah and I think when you work when you work for a company um, well the companies I've worked for in the past have been quite big so you know when things go wrong you've kind of you've got an IT department you can call you've got a HR department you can um, ask for advice but when it's just you or only a small team you don't really have that so I think people sometimes struggle with everything else that comes with running a business whatever it is that you're doing um, product or service based yeah and do you find that when people come to you are they usually at a stage where they're just completely overworked and and kind of burning out because they're trying to do all the things but can't physically manage it all as the business grows um is that something that's quite common yeah I definitely find that most people who have contacted me have a either used a virtual assistant before and know the benefit they're going to get from one or b have heard about a virtual assistant and like you said they're kind of at the point of either at the point of overwhelm or already overwhelmed um and they they recognize that they need they need to kind of some to bring someone on just to kind of relieve a bit of the pressure and get a focus on what it is they really want to achieve and would you say people struggle with kind of letting go of their business a little bit because i think that's something that i've always been a little bit protective over in the sense that it's something that you've obviously built yourself and then letting go of that control can be quite scary I think 
Absolutely. You know, your business is your baby. I think, we, you know, we spend so much time, you know, working on it, working in it, thinking about it. You know, there is you just don't switch off. I find when it's your own business, you, you're, you're all you're constantly on, you know, ideas kind of come to you in bed, in the shower. And and yeah, so no, totally. You're right on that sense. <laughs> And I wanted to kind of go back a little bit. Obviously, you've mentioned that you're a single mum um, looking after your boy and obviously running your own business. How do you manage your time, um, well, between work, I guess, and and that kind of home family life? Yeah, I got, I I just don't think there's a right answer to this. (laughs) I definitely have days where I think, yes, I've got this. But then most of my days are like, oh, no, I'm not nailing this at all. Um, and I definitely like have pangs, even though I'm not physically going to an office and I am based predominantly at home. I do get pangs of, you know, mum guilt when I'm dropping them off to nursery. Mm-hmm. This kind of whole ideology of balance is just, I think it's just an unattainable goal, to be honest. Yeah. Something always has to give. And, you know, whether it's time spent on your business or time spent with your children, something that's got all sleep. And for me, <laughs> it's sleep that kind of... Yeah is um is lacking at the moment oh how I miss a full eight hours of sleep but um you know thank goodness for childcare though because honestly I would really struggle doing my job even though I work from home uh, without it you know he goes to, he goes to nursery three days a week and um he spends one afternoon a week with a childminder um and I've set aside you know Fridays are like my work free days I say I'm obviously still got my phone and I'm still contactable if needed but I try not to um, to do so much work on the Friday but you know at times I have been guilty of taking my laptop to the kiddie farm mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I don't want to do that but um, you know it's still early it's still early days for my business so um, I'm happy to do it and it doesn't it doesn't impact me so much. I mean he's he's off having fun on the slides and stuff it's only for I'm grabbing 15 minutes a bit of extra time but um, you know I'm definitely also guilty of you know, using a DVD or the TV as a childminder at times mm-hmm. just to get a bit more done. Um, but yeah, like I say, you just got to, you've just got to do what you've got to do. And ultimately, I'm just trying to do my best. No, absolutely. And I think that's all we try to do, right? Especially as parents, I think that's all you can do. Just sometimes, you know, you do need to just put the TV on because you've got to then go off and cook dinner or do all the other things as well, not just work. Um, exactly so yeah it's it's totally it's funny how guilty we feel because I, I get that um too you know we're walking somewhere and I'm just checking my phone because I needed to do something or and it, and it can make you feel guilty but I think as you say particularly in the early days of your business as well you've got to you've got to put in the work haven't you because it's 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 just how it is yeah definitely um yeah it's just it is how it is and it, it's what it works for us you know um we can only do what we can do at the end of the day yeah yeah of course um so I saw on your Instagram that you've mentioned a uh, love for self-development books um something that I share although I have a bad habit of starting to read one get about halfway through and then not finishing it <laughs> Um, with you on that one yeah uh, I've done that quite a few times recently but what's your one kind of go-to book that you could recommend I am such a sucker for a self-development book and also I'm now a sucker for audio books because like you said I rarely get the chance to finish a book in full in the in the time frame that I'd like to so I do end up just listening to it when I'm driving or cleaning or you know that kind of stuff um but my kind of ultimate gold go-to these days it has to be the secret 
I am fairly new to the whole idea of mindset and the law of attraction. But when I discovered it a couple of years ago, um, I, I really found that a lot of the other books that I would read kind of had this foundation that also linked to the secret and the law of attraction. It's just been a really positive um thing to have in my life especially over the last couple of years you know I've been through quite a few big transitions in moving country and um separating from my partner and moving back to the UK so the you know having a positive mindset has really I think been massively beneficial for me during these you know tricky times yeah I think sometimes people I think I was the same actually, particularly with law of attraction. I think I was. I think if you had told me about it a few years ago, I would have been like, "What are you talking about?" Totally. <laughs> um, but I think I've very much warmed to the idea, and kind of similarly to you, I think having that positive outlook. And I've read a book about mindset. I think um, it's, I'm just looking back. It's behind me. It is indeed called mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it talks about the growth mindset instead of that scarcity mindset. And I think it's so important that we adopt that as kind of business owners because, um, yeah, it has huge, huge kind of benefits. Definitely. Definitely. I'm, I, I, I was also of the kind of school of thought that it was all a bit woo woo. Mm. Um, not really for me, but, um, so thankful that it's kind of become a daily part of my you know, routine. I always kind of refer back to the secret if I'm ever having a bit of a, a down period. Um, but you know, yeah, mindset. And also, because I had last year, just before launching, I kind of um, started working with a business and mindset coach. And that had definitely been an invaluable resource to me. Um, How have you found that working with a coach? Incredible, incredible. I would definitely recommend it if you if you've got the kind of the funds or the desire to kind of work with a coach to make it happen because I really put a lot of that down to actually my business launching. I think I could have, even though it'd been on the cards for a while, I'd just been a bit, I'd procrastinated massively with it and that kind of really spurred me on just to get it, just to get it done. Mm, no, that's amazing. Um, do you have any tips for those making the jump and, and taking their business full time? Um, I would just say to be brave. You know, it is tough, but you are tougher. You are tougher than you think. And the idea of something is almost always scarier than the actual reality of it. And I'm the classic example of that. I was scared and nervous to make the jump of being self-employed. And now having been doing it only for a relatively short amount of time, I'm wondering why I didn't do it sooner. Mm. So, you know, don't get me wrong. Ha having a job and being employed actually in some regards, it's easier. It's easier to know that you're going to get that con that um, same, you know, paycheck every month. But and it's a safer option. But working for yourself on your own terms has the ability to be so much more rewarding and so much more flexible around your life. So, yeah, be brave. Mm, yeah, I 100% agree. I think sometimes, like you say, working for someone else, I think is easier in a sense because I find myself constantly thinking about my business and actually so it's it's not just a job um because I used to you know when I used to work a nine-to-five you'd finish and come home and you wouldn't really think about it whereas now it's it's kind of constantly on my thoughts and I think in that respect it can be quite difficult um 
definitely it's you know it's, it is a it is a learning curve and yeah like you said when you finish at five o'clock that's it you shut down your computer you go home you don't think about it till the next morning and that's just not the case like for business owners it's it's always on your mind but it's for me it's a it's a positive thing I, I actually enjoy what I do now like I used to have the worst Sunday night dread mm. honestly it would it would ruin my Sunday sometimes like come three o'clock I would be miserable at the prospect of having to go to work on a Monday not because I hated my job it just wasn't it wasn't my passion it wasn't what kind of excited me and you know to get out of bed in the morning so I just don't get that anymore like everything like is on my it's on my own terms if I want to make this work I will make this work and um yeah there's, I, I, there's nothing like it I'm so glad I've gone down this route honestly yeah no I, I I feel the same and I think yeah as you said it's it's just so rewarding working on your own business because you kind of put the effort in and then you see the results and it's it's yeah it doesn't get much better than that absolutely <laughs> so what are your goals for the coming year well, funnily enough, one of my goals that I set for myself um, for the beginning at the beginning of the year was to appear on a podcast. So thank Ta-da! you, Anna, for making that happen. You've made my dream a reality. Um, yeah, no. Um, so that was that was one I can tick that off. You must um, have been uh, manifesting that one. <laughs> exactly. I, I put it all down to the law of attraction. Um, so my other goals for the year are: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a virtual assistant. Obviously, I. But I can only offer so much of my time. Time is limited. So the goal for me would be to kind of build a team of virtual assistants so that, you know, I can offer um, mine and and the team services to serve more clients ultimately and grow the business. um, So that's that's kind of my main my main goal. That's a long term goal. I'm going to start start slowly, but that would be that's the dream. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And I guess just constant kind of self-development um I'm always keen to learn new things learn new skills and develop what I've already got so whilst I after I had my son I um and I wasn't working I um did a bookkeeping qualification um so I'm now a level two qualified bookkeeper and I'd really like to uh, enhance that to become a level three qualified bookkeeper so that's also one of my goals for the year as well amazing no I think self-development is um massively important and I think um, I've started some training um, recently and it's actually it's been so nice to actually go kind of go back and, and learn new stuff definitely yeah. I love it I'm, I'm a sucker for it for a course <laughs> honestly yeah the, the trouble with online courses is often you get halfway through and then it's like ah I, I know yeah, you kind of need to do one of these ones where you're, you're a bit more accountable and you, you have assignments due in at a certain time or something yeah, and it, or, yeah. or an exam to kind of be lead, leading up towards so um so yeah yeah awesome so thank you so much for your time so um very lastly where can people find you so i have a website which is www.lux which is l-u-x-e and then v-a .co.uk um i'm on instagram predominantly that's my preferred platform so i'm there as um uh, lux l-u-x-e underscore va i'm also on twitter and facebook but i'm not so prevalent on those platforms but yeah if you come and check out my um instagram stories and get in touch that'd be great yeah i think instagram's where it's at 
for sure it was my it was my preferred personal platform and now it's definitely my preferred business platform and it's been such a great way to kind of meet other business owners as well I guess when you work from home um you know that's another thing you miss out on is the kind of camaraderie but there's massive camaraderie of women in business on the Instagram platform so I'm really thankful for that yeah no it's it's huge for that and that's yeah I I I love it because of that I think because it's that community definitely um, supportive women it's amazing incredible perfect thank you so much for your time thank you so much for tuning in as always i'd be really grateful if you could leave a review on itunes so that other female creatives can enjoy this podcast too i'll see you next week